we want to own some stuff today about problems we're seeing in the build for rent space right now. Uh, we don't think they're insurmountable problems, but they're certainly giving us plenty of headaches on our clients too. So that way, if you're considering a build for rent project, whether it's a house or a fourplex or a, an entire subdivision, you're probably aware of some of these already, but we're going to make you more aware. And if you weren't, then this will be very educational. Welcome to the Build to Rent podcast, the first ever real estate show dedicated exclusively to helping investors go from raw dirt to a cash flowing rental property. Whether you're looking to do a massive syndication or a one-off rental property, the Build to Rent podcast will help you get there. Our hosts, Steve Olson, Chase Levitt, and Sherida Zanger, bring together more than 4,000 properties of experience as they break down how to find and finance projects, make the most of market and tax strategies, and maximize the returns of a build to rent portfolio. This is the Build to Rent Podcast. And now, today's episode. Make sure you check us out on iTunes or on Spotify or anywhere where you can get podcasts downloaded as we typically release a new episode every single week. We try to make this podcast, and by the way, I've got Chase and Sherida here with me as usual. They were nice to show up today. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yes, I know you are. Um, so we try to really just be super transparent. I read a great book recently by Ray Dalio who manages the, I think is the biggest hedge fund in the world. And it was called uh, Principles. And one of the principles that he runs his company by is called Radical Transparency. Whenever their company does something, they just own it. They just put it out in the open and they figure that is the best way to generate trust and put longevity into their business model. They just own it. And so we want to own some stuff today about problems we're seeing in the build for rent space right now. Uh, we don't think they're insurmountable problems, but they're certainly giving us plenty of headaches on our clients too. So that way, if you're considering a build for rent project, whether it's a house or a fourplex or a, an entire subdivision, you're probably aware of some of these already, but we're going to make you more aware. And if you weren't, then this will be very educational. So basically there's four areas right now where we're seeing delays and headaches and snags and some of this is attributable to COVID. Some of it's just attributable to things that have been unfolding for a while that COVID kind of accelerated. So Sherida, let, let's um, start with you. Talk to us about land. You want to buy land. It's not like what it was uh, a couple of years ago, is it? No, totally different. Right now, a lot of land sellers are not allowing for a long enough period of due diligence some of them, your earnest money's going hard, you know, seven, 14 days. And so you're not able to go in and figure out, hey, what can I do with this land? Can I make this multifamily? Does this have to stay single family? You know, doing rezoning, stuff like that. They're not giving you a lot of time. They're saying, nope, buy it, or I'll go to the next highest bidder and move on. Yeah, yeah. It's because land's at high demand. Yeah. That's why. There's not a lot of land out there, especially good land for multifamily uh, apartments or townhomes or whatever the case is. So land is hard to find right now. Yeah, because again, it comes down to location that we've spoken about before, right? You want to be in a good location. There's land out there, but it's not, like Chase said, for multifamily. Yeah, and, and land sellers know this. There, there's a lot of competition for land. So if you're looking for land, you're most likely not going to find it on, on the MLS or, or LoopNet, maybe, but 
it's most likely going to be off market and stuff to find right now. Off market through a well networked broker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The land that is available or that's readily available, I would say, and a lot of people have used this saying, has some hair on it, right? Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. there are problems with that land that you're going to have to be, uh, you know, tricky. You're going to have to figure out how to navigate around it. So it, that probably stems from the fact that we built a bunch of housing through the bubble and the burst of 2008. And I don't know about you, but a lot of people that were, and and this will kind of go into some of what we're going to talk about later in the show. A lot of people that were tile setters or framers or landscapers left the business then, and they never came back. And since then we've not been adding to that, that labor force. Right. So housing has not been keeping up. It goes off in my, my intro that, you know, housing is a problem and I got to get that intro right. I say it different every time. <laughs> we'll figure it out and maybe, maybe we'll get me a script. Okay, Preston. Uh, but we'll figure that out. But with that lack of supply, now everybody's acknowledging that it needs to be there. So yes, naturally they're scrambling. <clears throat> they're getting whatever land they can. They're building in places that I would have been shocked. Um, there was a project we did 300 doors in a city called Magna, Utah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, my, I, our construction superintendent lived in Magna, so we like to make fun of it as much as we possibly can. But Magna was never seen as one of the more desirable places in our home market in, in the Salt Lake City metro here. But so I remember when we did that one, we thought, wow, are we really doing this? The numbers told us, do it, do the deal. Mm-hmm. But our prejudices said, don't do that deal. Uh, that one's turned out pretty well, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's probably one of our best performing projects. I, I got a duplex in there and it's it's doing great. There's great equity involved there. Cash flow is performing. So whatever we projected in that pro forma at that time, it's exceeded that. Yeah. I think the good thing with that one was we only had one other real competition, right? There were some, there's rentals in the area, but not as far as like a community. There was one other project and that's what made us say, okay, We'll go out on a limb here because we don't mm-hmm. have a lot of competition. But yeah, I think we blew that one out of the water. You're having to be basically a market maker right now. Uh, we weren't quite a market maker in Magda because Sherida pointed out there was that other apartment complex that had built, I, I think it was like five years old, maybe three years old. And the data that we saw from that was compelling. But what would it have been like to be those guys that did that deal? They had to go, they had to make that market happen and in a market where land is just so scarce that's really what we're seeing more and more of is somebody having the courage to say look i think this is where it's going Mm -hmm. i'm willing to take the risk the capital is certainly there to do it but as you pointed out uh farmer bob doesn't care farmer bob has 100 acres for sale in boise right or or in uh, goodyear arizona i don't know somewhere and he's not going to give you the time that you need or the flexibility on your deposits that you need to make this thing be a a slam dunk. You know, the phrase is entitlements. You can't get the entitlements or the approval from the city council that says, yes, you can go build that type of product there at that density and so on and so forth. Farmer Bob is saying, I have land. It's valuable. Whether the city allows you to build exactly what you want or not is not my problem. Right. Close on the land it's valuable. I'm sure you'll figure it out, right? Figure it out. And then the truth is, is I think from some of that, you can then flip it, right? So if maybe if it didn't fit your model, hopefully you're not 
buried too deep in it. And if you take it through the entitlements process, maybe you can flip it to a single family home builder or, oh, yeah. you know, multifamily home, whatever it is, whatever you're not in, however you can get that zone. And the other truth is, is you're taking on more risk too when you oh, do 100%. that. So maybe it doesn't work out that way, but we're seeing a lot more competition, other buyers, builders looking to, to purchase the same land that are willing to take on that risk. They're willing to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, you know, we were just at a conference this last weekend and they spoke about the years 2000 to 2010 and said that in that time period, they built 20 million homes. There was 20 million homes brought to the market in from 2010 to 2020, we were at 6 million. So there were 14 million homes behind. And I know a lot of that is because, you know, Gen X and Mm -hmm. they're renters. They want to be renters for life and they're okay with that. But I thought that was kind of interesting. I thought, you know, not only did COVID propel some of this, but I also think building had slowed down and I think people are just starting to ramp up. They were also speaking about how a bunch of people are just buying land to hold on to it. They're fine holding onto the land and just waiting to see what they can or can't do with it down the road. I know we talked about that, you know, we in, did. in a location here in Utah. Hey, what if we just bought a couple hundred acres and sat for a while? Yeah. Eventually, it's, stuff's going to move there. Yeah. Yeah, we went to our one of our favorite places, Din Tai Fung in Las Vegas, and, and ate so many dumplings. And at the time, talked about where are some places we could just land bank, just buy land, right? And yeah. yeah. It, it's crazy. So it, when you're in the build for rent world, I, I've heard conflicting messages on this. What I believe, but I, I heard some con contradictory information at this conference we were at, was that if you're going to build for rent, you're not going to be able to really compete very well with a retail home builder. If Toll Brothers or D.R. Horton is bidding on the same piece of land that you are, you're not even in the fight because you have to back into this from a rental yield and a cap rate perspective. They're just saying, what are the comps? What can I build? Right. And so, but, but a lot of these speakers at this conference we were at too were saying that many land sellers are now just selling to large institutional funds that are doing a build for rent because they actually back into it a little different, uh, not on a cap rate, but kind of more on that private equity model of a return, holding it for five years so they can afford to pay a lot more. And, and they're kind of squeezing out this typical home buyer. And they're saying, you don't have a choice. You're going to be a renter now because we took all the, all the houses. That's uh, probably for a future episode. And kind of a polarizing uh, topic right now. Yeah. 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 Totally is. people a little bit riled up. So bottom line is land is hard to get. Sellers are not willing to give much due diligence. You can find the exceptions. We found a few, but don't expect a two, three, four, five month process to be able to work through the city and know that you've got a layup on your hands. These, these things are more like uh, deep jump shots right now. And you've got to be pretty confident. Which I think then takes us into the next subject about delays is cities. Right. Yes. So usually you want a little bit of time to do your due diligence, walk through the whole city process. Right now we're seeing major delays in the cities uh, coming from COVID. And I guess, I don't know, maybe some of them got laid off. Well, there's a moratorium in Caldwell. Yeah. Caldwell, Idaho. Yeah, they they screwed up. Uh, well, the city screwed up on taxes and they just weren't collecting enough revenue. They froze everything. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, well, no, I actually think it was the state said that you can't raise property taxes more than a, than a certain percentage. And it, it kind of froze a bunch of the cities in their tracks because with all the new construction they had approved, they're like, there's no way we can support this 
if they're capping how much that we can raise property taxes, Caldwell, Idaho being one of them that said, well, no moss. We're not going to approve any new developments until we get our arms around this. Yeah. yeah. And we could probably speak to Syracuse a little bit. A project that got not denied, but it didn't go through. We're super bummed about it. It wasn't backed up from the city, but I guess the delay that we saw there is they weren't willing to approve it because they were going through a, a change or city council change, right? They're, they're having voting for that year. Yeah, for there was an election. election. And, and That's no, what I was looking for. So election yeah. year. And so they weren't really, well, they were. They were delaying approving the project. Yeah, a city councilor doesn't want to approve a, a semi-controversial multifamily project right before an election. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that right after the election. And they were also looking at what was going in around us saying, hey, we're thinking maybe this is a hospital going in. Do we really want this to be multifamily? So we kind of got So we saw a very, a very u- unique delay within that city to where we couldn't move forward. It was very risky to move forward without getting that preliminary plat approval. Well, and then it's important to note that not only are you going to get delays on whether you can move forward or not, but once you've been given the green light, you've got your approvals, these hoops that you have to jump through, it just takes longer, right? Um, Part of that is the fact that the city of Phoenix has been driving me crazy lately. Um, We're we're waiting on a number of approvals, and I'm talking not just the the city of Phoenix. It's taking a long time to get anything done. These guys were understaffed as as is, and then COVID hit, and there's this massive demand for new construction. Ask me if they've hired anybody new. In fact, it's really hard. It's hard to hire anybody for anything right now, let alone, hey, come work for the government, right? But they're working remote too, and so that's even more difficult. That's another problem, yeah. So not only are they understaffed, that city is still hiding from COVID, right? Remember when COVID first hit, I was filling up for gas one day. And I thought, am I going to get COVID at the gas pump, right? The guy that pushed 85 octane ahead of me, mm-hmm. did he have COVID, right? <laughs> and so some people are still living that way. If you are, then that's your prerogative. I, but that's it's slowing down development massively <clears throat> and by, by not allowing people to be in the office. It, city workers who have to work with, with clients and other different apartment departments and engineers, it's just going to be slower, when you're we're working remotely like that. Yeah, when you're only communicating via Zoom or phone calls or emails, it's, I mean, you understand how being face-to-face is so valuable, right? Yeah. You can get so much more done in that time. I know we have a project that we're waiting on a final plat approval on. We were told originally we would have that in July, and now it looks like it's going to be pushed back to, you know, end of November. Yep. Yeah, but they just keep pushing back, pushing back. Delay, it delay, takes more, delay. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say about city delays is, people want to build right now. So you have a lot of builders that are submitting these yeah. these plans or these plats and they're wanting to get those approved. So just get in line, I guess. Less city staff. The staff that there is is not as efficient and there's as much demand as More there demand. has ever been for mm-hmm. their service. Yeah. yeah, they're backlogged. You got to scale up. Yeah. Quick poll. True or false? If you're never on another Zoom call again, it'll be too soon. True. 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 Yeah. yeah, I say true. So unanimous. Yeah. Gosh, I'm sick of those things. Okay. All right. And the next, fake backdrops. The fake backdrops. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm in Hawaii, you know, whatever. Yeah. 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 I said that sarcastically to a guy. Have you been to Hawaii? Well, yes. As a matter of fact, that he was all ready to talk about Hawaii. That's why anybody puts up a big, a backdrop. Somebody should make a backdrop of like the inside of a bathroom stall. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. And then just put that up on your Zoom call. Let me know how it goes. Email the show. Do we even have an email? 
I don't know if we do. <laughs> we'll, make we'll get one. one. We're yeah. working on that. That's complicated. Some guy in France apparently owns the domain. So um, here's another uh, area for delays is building materials. If it's not one thing, it's another. Chase, what's the big pinch point right now that you're hearing about? It was uh, lumber, but not just lumber, trusses. Trusses, floor yeah. trusses, floor roof trusses, trusses. Roof trusses. Yeah. trusses. Yeah, and yeah. then the little brackets that build or put the trusses together. There's a fancy name, but I don't know what it yeah. is. Whatever fancy name that is. So, yeah, and that, that's just a couple that I can think of off the top. Oh, uh, piping or plumbing? Yeah, plumbing materials. Plumbing materials. Yes. I know you had mentioned paint earlier. Paint. You had heard that paint was. Yeah, I had a flood at my basement, and I learned there's a massive uh, baseboard and trim shortage, right? In fact, our builder team has been mixing and matching between units, right? Obviously not within units, but in, in one property, you might have different sets of trim across the board, and paint is extremely difficult, difficult to get. Hardy board, right? I was yeah. comparing it earlier. Hardy board is kind of like... Uh, uh, prescription drugs, there's the name brand that's a bajillion dollars. Mm -hmm. And then the generic one that's like two cents a pill. And that's how Hardy Board is. And right now we're we're only able to get the name brand Hardy Board. I don't know what the brand is, but that's more expensive, right? So materials across the board, uh, for a while there, OSB, plywood was a big problem. That seems to have loosened up. Lumber has come down. It's still way high. But let's clarify that. Yeah. So people have said, you know, I know in a couple of our projects, we had to have a price increase. And part of that was because of lumber. That was one of the major issues. And others was like Chase had said, you know, piping and conduit, all that fun stuff. But the trusses or lumber, it's come down. But what's still on the lumber lots, like what the yards still have, mm -hmm. they're clearing they're still through that. having to pay that price for it. So people, you're, we're not seeing that price drop. Not in quite a meaningful yet. way. Yeah. No. But people have said, okay, well, the lumber's dropped, so are you going to change your prices? No, because other things have gone up. Yeah, it, it's if it's not one thing... It's five others. It, it's another. This supply chain disruption through the COVID lockdowns is, is astronomical. It's a problem, right? So let's not do that again. I got a little too opinionated there, but I was um, recently up in Nampa, Idaho, at one of our projects, and there was a particular multifamily building where I knew we were up against the deadlines on the, on the contract to deliver a certificate of occupancy by, and they didn't have any exterior on the building. And they had a lot of interior work done, but I was like, why are they not putting the exterior? And there's this hole cut out of the second floor towards the back of each of these units. What's with the hole guys? We can't get bathtubs. <laughs> can't get bathtubs. Gotta wait. Then we're going to lift these bathtubs up on a crane put them in, then we can seal up the unit. I'm like, why did you do it that way? Well, we couldn't just not do the rest of the unit. We had to move forward some way, somehow. So these, these projects and these construction deals are moving in fits and starts. Like when you're driving by a construction site and you're going, why is that taking so long? There's a reason. They can't get something. And, and that, that's yeah. typically what's going on. How have we not talked about appliances? I mean, that was a yeah. beast for quite a while, wasn't it? And I think we're, yeah, yeah, I think we're still seeing delays. I know yeah. my kids just moved into some townhomes recently. We had to wait a month and a half for fridges, which is nothing at all. I mean, I know there were times where it was like four or five, six months, or you couldn't even get a fridge. Mm -hmm. You were SOL. Yeah. You were just getting whatever you could get. Yep. Yep. Absolutely right. So 
not saying this to discourage you. We're just telling you this to be aware when you go into a build for rent project, you're going to need to bump that contingency up. You're going to need to lengthen that timeline because many of these things are just beyond yours or anyone's control. The big, 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 big builders are getting fed, right? They're still getting what they need. But if you're not a giant account, you've got to scrap for some of this stuff to get it, to get it together. And you know, we're a pretty big account and, mm-hmm, and yeah. we, we can pull some strings, right? But some, some cannot be pulled. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, we've done a good job also at buying in bulk or buying ahead of time. I know when in one of our projects in Idaho, we had just closed on them and I got a call from an investor saying, Hey, this is really weird on my draw. It shows garages. Why would I be paying for garage doors? And I just closed, you know, a couple of weeks ago. So I called the builder and said, Hey, I don't know if this was an error, what's going on? And they said, no, actually they're actually increasing prices and there's been a shortage. We just decided we would go ahead and bulk order, order them ahead and get this better pricing to kind of help save some money, which was a great explanation, right? And Mm -hmm. talked Mm -hmm. to the investor and he said, oh, that's awesome. You know, but knowing that stuff and having the right people in place that can pre-order stuff and they're aware of when increases are happening and whatnot, I think is helpful too. Yeah. If you remember at the beginning of the lockdown, uh, they there was a shipping problem coming out of China. And I got a lot of questions at the time. What, what's this going to do? And I, I was very dismissive of it. Oh, stop worrying. Right, everything's fine. Uh, it was door hardware and LVT flooring at the time. That's okay now, <laughs> right? Now it's lumber. I, this is a ripple effect. And, and we haven't seen, it's always just, if it's not one thing, it's another. It was cement, not cement, but the material inside the cement. Yes, the resin. Point, the resin. The yeah. resin. Because some factory in Dallas froze during the Texas freeze. One mm-hmm. of them burned down. So one of the factories yeah. burned down and then the one in Dallas froze. Yep. And yeah, it was, it's called something, fly ash is what it's called. Fly ash, weird. Yep. And then, you know, we, we, uh, we got clobbered in Texas too. We've done a fair amount of work in Houston when the big Texas freeze happened, right? All these water mains that come up out of the ground froze and the valve snapped and water was spraying everywhere. Uh, there's some apartment complexes, I, I think, in Texas that are still struggling with water because all of the sudden, everybody needed this one valve, right? So we had to get it. I think we shipped some down from Utah. We immediately went to the hardware, uh, the plumbing supply place, got these valves, and sent them down in a suitcase with one of our developer team who was going down there anyway. Um, what you have to realize, too, is a lot of builders are on an allocation right now. They've basically rationed some of these materials. We've gone so far as to put trusses on a truck from Utah and drive them up to Idaho and use our builder allocation here to send it to another state. You got to be creative. Yeah. Supplement wherever you can. And then last labor. one. Oh, yeah. That's right. Chase. Chase wants to do the transition. Take it away. Yeah. <laughs> so we have labor. Um, we've talked with not just our main builder, but we've talked with other builders to see what they're seeing and their delays and whatnot. Not just materials, but labor, getting workers and people to show up consistently and keep them on that job. Either they don't work or show up, they're doing something else, or these guys are just hopping into different jobs. Whoever's going to pay them the most at that time. Absolutely. And it's a very minimal amount. I know that we ended up hearing in one of the Idaho projects that they increased and said, okay, we'll pay you a dollar more an hour or how a piece rate. I don't know. All of a sudden that framer was available. Yeah. All of a sudden we have people show up on job site. Yeah. It's not a great long-term business plan to just leave job sites for this guy's going to pay me more. 
I remember after the housing crash, um, labor, they, they just got treated like garbage. Everybody assumed that the tile setter was willing to work for free. And he was for a while. There was no work. And that's come full circle times three by mm-hmm. now, right? Yeah. And it's exacerbated by the fact that I, I tell people that, hey, look, millennials don't want to be framers or plumbers. They want to sit at Starbucks and they want to code apps or be influencers. Yeah. Nobody's out there willing to hammer nails or shovel dirt anymore. And so it makes the fact that if you're willing to do that, you're, you're a lot more valuable. Yeah, it's a dying breed, that's for sure. People don't want to do manual yeah. labor. My daughter was, she's 14. She's talking like, oh, what do I want to be when I grow up? You know, and she listed a whole bunch of white collar stuff. I said, are you sure you don't want to own like a, a nails or a staple factory <laughs> or an HVAC company or something like that, that everybody needs that nobody can seem to supply right now? Yeah. So, yeah. So we'll see if the, the, if the labor thing can get uh, corrected. Um, it's going to take time, but that's, that's a perpetual um, price pressure. And I think it's kind of market dependent as well because yeah. Arizona, we're not seeing a labor shortage. No, we don't have a labor problem in, in Houston, but yeah. Idaho and Utah is very difficult. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's a crazy time. There's, there's more hiring signs everywhere. Listeners, pay attention when you're out today. How many for, or how many hiring signs do you yeah. see? I think that does depend on your market, but in the markets that we operate in, there's just tons of them and you can't fill the jobs. Thanks for listening to the Build to Rent podcast. You are now just a few clicks away from joining our community of Build to Rent investors. All you have to do is follow our show on Facebook, LinkedIn, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can also watch this episode and more by subscribing to the Build to Rent podcast on YouTube. The information presented in this podcast is general in nature. Nothing in this presentation should be construed as financial advice or recommendations for any particular situation. The hosts are only licensed to provide advice and services in the states where they are specifically licensed. And listeners should seek the advice from an appropriately licensed professional in the area where they invest. The examples presented in this presentation are for illustration only, and no guarantee that similar results can be achieved, since the facts, circumstances, and participants are all different.